This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I just think it says a lot about your character if you can leave the relationship as kind and as professional as you entered it. So it is time to offboard a client. Maybe the job was just completed successfully. It was a one and done kind of thing and you're done with it. Perhaps your client can no longer afford to work with you. That sometimes happens. Or perhaps you can no longer afford to work with them in terms of time. Whatever the case may be, it's really important to maintain that professionalism throughout the entire duration of your working relationship. Don't burn bridges, be a good person, make sure that everybody leaves the relationship in a good place. And the way that this is done is through offboarding. Now, depending on what service you provide, this process might look a little bit different, but I'm going to talk through how I would offboard my social media management clients. And hopefully you will learn a little something about how you can offboard yours. Oh, and before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know that the doors to the social media management accelerator are open. I'm going to leave a link down below where you can learn a whole lot more. And I'm also doing a free training on Monday of next week. You can check the uh, description box and the show notes for the registration link, but it's going to be all about how to become a social media manager and why I think it is such a cool job to get involved with. We'll be talking a lot more about what exactly SMMA is. If you want to join us over there and ask me questions about the program. So yeah, I'll leave those all in the show notes, but let's hop into the episode. First things first, it's important to have either an offboarding call or an offboarding document, like a checklist where you can run through each of the tasks that you're currently working on, each of the things that your client is working on that might overlap with what you do and just get kind of a lay of the land. And this is where you can really scope out your timing. Are you ending the contract like today, right now, in which case you're going to need to hustle to get whatever they need over to them and vice versa, or, and hopefully this is the case, you know, you will know that the relationship is ending with at least 30 days notice or so, so that you can start start winding down your work and transferring things as needed. So I think it's really helpful to have a call. I know that this is going to be kind of hard to do, especially if it is kind of awkward. Maybe the client's like, yeah, we can't afford you anymore. And you're feeling some type of way about it. I know that that can be, you know, a hard thing to navigate, but again, it really speaks to you as a professional and can just kind of get that relationship in a good place. This can be a good opportunity to maybe address any minor issues too. You you don't want to like get too in the weeds with it. That's really not the goal with an offboarding call. An offboarding call is just meant to say, hey, here's what I'm working on. Here's what I can get done by the time we stop working together. Here's who needs to know what. Here are the meetings we need to have if there are any additional meetings and stuff like that. Now, if you do have like a very, very remote relationship, I know some of my clients, we don't meet a lot and that feels unnatural. You can just send that over to them in a document and kind of get their insight on what 
they want you to prioritize what they're fine taking over and things like that. Now, the next step to that, there will probably be a follow-up meeting, or again, maybe this is like a video that you record using Vidyard or Loom or something like that, but there should be some type of a handoff, you know, a handoff call, a handoff training, a handoff video so that you can start to transfer some of those things. So for example, for a social media manager, this might mean, hey, business owner, I need you to download all of your assets from my Google Drive folder by the end of the week or the end of the month so that you don't lose any of those assets because otherwise I'm gonna be clearing out your data from the shared account. Grab all your passwords from one password, you know, anything like that. Just give them sort of the step-by-step -step so they know how to do it. And in a lot of these instances, you'll find some of these things might be able to even be templatized. So like I have little um, PDFs and Loom videos or Vidyard videos, I use Vidyard, that walk clients through the process of adding me as an admin, removing me as an admin, because that's something that you know, nearly every client needs. So you'll be able to start developing these little resources that you can make really general, you know, make sure you don't say, hey, Latasha, just say, hi there, um, here's how to remove somebody as an admin from your Facebook page. And then you can start, you know, rinsing and repeating some of these documents so you don't need to go through them every single time. Step three, you'll want to celebrate your success. This is a very easily skipped one and I don't want you to skip it. Make sure to provide a report of the things that you've done, you know, the successes that you've had, the campaigns that you've run, little snapshots. Uh, if you have any customer feedback from the comments or anything like that, make sure to package this together into a little report and send this off to them. You know, again, even if the relationship maybe doesn't feel like it's going super well at the time, this is a great reminder to your client of what you have accomplished together, even if overall it didn't necessarily go as everybody plans, which sometimes happens. So make sure to put together a little document. If you have the social media management toolbox, there is a case study template in there. If you don't have the toolbox, I will link it down below so you can check out that product that I offer. But that's a great template to use to just kind of walk through, you know, what the problem is that you were tasked with solving and what some of the results were that you were able to achieve with that. The great thing about providing an end of contract report, I guess, is that this is also a reminder for you to like update your portfolio and to make a case study, you know, write a case study, grab some screenshots, grab some examples of your work. So you can kind of get both of those things done in one full swoop by providing that end of contract report to your client. So you can just send that over again. Maybe this is something that you integrate into the offboarding call or the handoff call, just depending on timing and how much time your client and you have available. But you know, sometimes walking through these reports can be helpful. I definitely recommend walking through a monthly report with your client in most instances, because a lot of these terms and things that we're talking about are kind of over their heads. Just like when I go to the doctor, I don't know every single thing my doctor's telling me. I need him to really walk through step-by-step step exactly what he's saying. So it's not in any way indicating that your client is not smart or can't figure it out, but it's your job as a service provider to really break it down for them. Okay, this part, real simple. You wanna make sure that you get paid. So go through your books, make sure that you send off that final invoice if there is one due. Another thing you might wanna look at doing during this time is make sure that you have all of your tax stuff figured out for them. So get that done now. You know, if the contract ends in June, you might as well just get that 
ready and done with now, as opposed to waiting for them to follow up with you in you know December or January before you're able to get your 1099 and file your own taxes. So make sure that all of that stuff is buttoned up if you didn't do it during the onboarding process. And then again, this might be a little specific to social media management, but definitely transfer over any accounts and passwords that you need to remove yourself from. So I use a tool called one password to store my passwords. I really, really like it. It eliminates the need of sharing any passwords via, you know, any potentially unsecure uh, methods or platforms, and it just makes things really easy. So make sure that they have what they need. You know, if you set up a Canva account for them, but it's hooked up to their credit card, make sure that they can get into it make sure that you are removed from the Facebook page and anything like that. You you can actually remove admin access for yourself for a lot of these platforms like Facebook. I know you can, but I really try to get the client to do it themselves to make sure that they know how to do it. If they hire a new social media manager or add anyone from their team on that they are are used to and know how to do this stuff, you know, and also just to make sure that they have access themselves because believe it or not, there have certainly been situations where it's like, okay, we removed ourselves and now we can't figure out who is able to access the account. Like they signed up with an old personal account years ago or something like that. And it just becomes this huge mess to get them back in. So I always try to get them to actively do it. Another thing regarding passwords at this point is I always encourage my clients to change their passwords once anybody has left the team, including myself. Obviously I know that I'm not gonna do anything sketchy and hack into their accounts or anything like that, but it's just a good practice to get your clients or former clients to do. And again, I like to sort of educate them on that, that even if one of their, you know, admin assistants or front desk people or whoever leaves, it's a good idea to change any passwords just for security purposes. And this also, you know, helps. I've had some wild situations where like a client has emailed me like six months after we stopped working together and we're like, Hey, did you just post this weird thing on my Facebook page? I'm like, no, I don't even have access to that account anymore. Why would I have done that? So it can help, you know, just avoid any of those awkward situations or just in case something really wild happened where like their ad account got hacked or there were more serious issues. You would not be held liable for that because you're not even on the account anymore and you don't even have the up-to-date password. Next thing, I like to do once everything's buttoned up, once your tasks are complete, once your passwords are changed, I like to send over a form. And I just use HoneyBook for this because this is my client management system that I use. I'll leave a link down below if you haven't checked out HoneyBook. I really do enjoy it. But you can also just use like a Google form or a type form. I think type forms look really sleek. They do have some limitations on their free plan. So if you're getting like hundreds of clients offboarding every month, which I don't know why you're listening to this podcast if you're in that situation, um, you probably know a lot more about this stuff than I do. But anyway, just some things to check out. But I use HoneyBook and I really use this opportunity to get true feedback. Like this isn't just a, hey, tell me nice things. You know, I really want to know what they thought of the services, what they thought of my processes. So like, you know, do they feel like we were in touch enough in communication enough? Do they feel like they would have liked more access to me? 
Do they, you know, have anything that they want to update me on or questions that they have or anything that they felt like I could have done better? And I think this is a really good practice to get into because we're always all learning. There are always things I could be doing better at every part of my job all the time. You know, that's just a fact. I ask you all the podcast listeners and YouTube viewers for feedback. I just did in a video not too long ago. We have to humble ourselves a little bit and realize that we're not like the smartest people in all the land. And so it can really help us improve our businesses and be better to our future clients and get more clients in the future. But secondly, I think that this is just, um, you know, good communication, like good human behavior to be a little vulnerable yourself first and prove to them that you really value their feedback before you go in for an ask and a favor, if you will, which is the testimonial request or the review request, which is what comes next. So I structure these forms so they have, you know, a bunch of questions, um, particularly if you feel maybe a little weak on anything, like if you introduced a new service with them or you, you know, are a little insecure about the way you're doing something, ask specifically about those things. And then at the end, I say, if you enjoyed our service, if you were happy with your service, we'd love to feature your testimonial on our website, here's some space to do that. And they can choose to fill it out or they can choose to skip that one. Nine times out of 10, people do fill it out. And you can get creative with how you want to sort of incentivize people to do this. I mean, I don't like give anything away for this, but I do mention that they'll be featured on our website in most cases, unless it's a client that like you maybe weren't super proud of the work that you did for whatever reason, or, you know, they're not in line with your target audience and maybe you don't want to have that on there. But usually that is a good incentive for people to fill that out. And yeah, you can even get creative too, depending on what you do. I don't usually do this for social media management clients, but like for my courses, once courses wrap, we invite them to a video interview, which takes a lot of time, definitely, but it's great to have video interviews for sales pages and also just to have that connection because, you know, we've been working together for eight weeks or whatever, but we haven't necessarily gotten one-on-one -on -one time with our students. So you can get kind of creative just depending on what types of testimonials you need. I know if you're like a photographer, you know, Google reviews are probably quite important to you. Facebook reviews are important to some people. So you can get creative about where you want to link to or ask for a testimonial, just depending on your needs. And then lastly, kill them with kind of, don't kill them actually. This is a positive thing. This doesn't have to be a negative thing, um, but be be kind. And I really like to send some type of a thank you. Now, this can just be a note, you know, a follow up once they've submitted that form, you can just send them a very genuine email. Maybe you do record a quick video for them. In some cases though, it's actually sending them a physical gift or a physical, you know, handwritten note, just depending on the situation. You really have to use your best judgment for this. Is that going to be seen as weird? You know, is that like coming on too strong if you've only worked together for a month or two and you really didn't have that great of a relationship? Maybe just an email is fine. But if you worked with them, for a considerable amount of time or you just had a really good connection with them, I think nothing really replaces, you know, handwritten or in person if you can meet with them in person. So just give a genuine thank you. I just think it says a lot about your character if you can leave the relationship 
as kind and as professional as you entered it. Probably shouldn't be buying, you know, extravagant gifts or anything like that. That could be maybe seen as bribery or just awkward and weird, but just like send a coffee gift card or bring coffee to their office or send them, you know, I feel like food is always pretty safe and pretty um, well accepted, uh, assuming they don't have a ton of like food restrictions or anything like that. You know, maybe uh, some merch or swag as they call it, company stuff. You know, anything like that, any like cute little mug. I'm a big mug collector here. So I always love to pass that love along. Just anything small like that, you know, under 20 bucks, send it over just as a quick thank you. A card is always good, you know, there you go. All right, so that is my offboarding process. I hope this was helpful. And again, I would love it if you came and joined the free training all about how to become a social media manager. It's going to be happening Monday, the 7th, I believe it is. So I'm going to leave the registration down in the show notes. If you missed the live date, I'm pretty sure that will just automatically transfer over into a replay download. So either way, you can check that out. And you can also check out the program, the Social Media Management Accelerator, which doors are open now. This is my twice sold out accelerator program. We're running it for the third time now, and it has just been such a cool experience. It is really meant for folks who are looking to become social media managers or are looking to, you know, grow their skills as a social media manager, either freelance or full-time. We've had people in both buckets and this time we're actually running it as kind of a night school. So the classes are later in the day than they were before. You don't have to be available for the live classes either though, because they're all recorded and you get access to them anytime that you want. So don't let the time scare you away too much. But if you have hesitated from joining past cohorts because of your work schedule, this one is probably going to be the one for you. I'm not sure, you know, how many more times I'm going to be doing a night version of this. So definitely check that out. Yeah, it's an accelerator program. I'm going to let my students speak for themselves. I think coming into freelancing, I did have that foundational kind of knowledge of how to create content or how to do X, Y, and Z, but, you know, really understanding how, how do I sit down and have a discovery call? How do I take someone from a inquiry into like actually booking me? Hashtags, how many hashtags should you use or a marketing strategy on social media? We never had that like hands-on experience even um, in uni classes. You can go out, you might be able to Google and piecemeal a strategy together and figure out how to do it. But this course is gonna tell you how to find your client personas, how to impress your clients and how to actually create results for them that they like. That's gonna keep you not just having like a side hustle for a little while, but you can actually build a sustainable career whether you choose to do it on your own for your own business or go and get a job as a social media manager. Students have absolutely loved this program. They've said that it has helped them with their confidence, helped them charge what they're worth, helped them know what the heck they're doing in this wild world of social media management, which is changing like all the time. It's just been really fun to have that accountability for eight weeks straight to hop on live calls or recorded calls, go through the course material, complete assignments, and learn from other members of the community as well, because that is a huge part of it is getting put into small mastermind groups and just chatting and getting to know one another as well. So this is my favorite program. I am so excited about it. You can learn more 
at the free training on Monday, or you can just click the link down below to uh, learn more about SMMA if you know that it is right for you. The payment plans are open now and everything. So yeah, I can't wait to see some of you in there. All right, that's enough rambling for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please be sure to review the show on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And if you're watching on YouTube, please do subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave me a thumbs up and comment down below. Let me know if there's any steps that you like to add to your onboarding or sorry, offboarding. I keep saying onboarding, offboarding process that I didn't mention, or if you got inspired to do anything new, I will also leave, I have so many resources that I'm gonna leave in the show notes because I'm gonna leave a um, an onboarding process video as well down in the show notes because I have a feeling I'll get a lot of questions about that and I did that a while back. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you all are having a beautiful day wherever you are in the world and I thank you for spending time with me today. I will talk to you next time. Bye.